Well, Lindsay, let's talk about coaching philosophy and, and just the way you approach things. Obviously, in the, the last sort of piece we did about your history, we spoke a little bit about your, your sort of background from a, a sports science perspective. You obviously approach your coaching uh, from a scientific point of view. You've got a lot of experience as well. But uh, as you say, in our, as you said in our first chat, you read a lot, you still read a lot, and, and, and that sort of guides you in in the way you do things from a from a coaching perspective it's it's never going to be a well i've studied what i need to study and uh, i know what i need to know and now i'm going to go out and coach it's it's an ongoing evolving process all, all along isn't it yeah so that, that that's something i've been very clear about with myself and anyone else that speaks to me is when i feel like i know everything then I'm going to retire because I'm no good to anybody. I may still be able to help a few people, but I'm not going to be able to make them the best they can they can be. So I, I love reading. Um, I mean, like any human being, I do suffer from what we call confirmation bias. I mean, I when I read things that I like, that I feel are speaking directly to me, it does – I mean, I sometimes feel like I'm reading – so that I can um, sort of confirm that I'm on the on the right track. But at the same time, I also do read a lot of things that force me to go, oh, that's such nonsense. But then I force myself to answer why is it nonsense. So I, 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 don't, I never allow myself to just take someone else's opinion and go, that's BS. I have to be able to convince myself properly why it is or it won't work or at the very I mean sometimes when I can't do that I go out and I experiment with it a little bit on myself um yeah and that's just how I've always been so uh, probably the person who I feel like has taught me the most who um I never had the privilege of of meeting is Arthur Lydiot I I I have reread his book so many times I've read more than one of his books um I, I just feel like he had a really good understanding of how the human body works so internal physiological mechanisms of the human body so i i really like to read over his stuff and um make sure that i've interpreted it right so i i I would say i generally read his stuff once a once a year i read one of his books to to Make sure that I'm understanding it right. Another guy is is, is uh, Phil Maffetone, um, and and essentially for the same reason. I just feel like they absolutely understood human physiology. So those are the kind of the the basics. And then I've read Jack Daniels um, and uh, Greg McMillan, um, and I'll, and I'll keep doing things like that. I just I, I will keep reading textbooks. I keep reading I keep reading stories about running. You know, if somebody goes and spends three months with the Kenyans and writes about their experience, I will go and read that. Um, the thing that I'm very careful of is things in isolation. You know, like uh, Kipchoge is going to run Berlin uh, this weekend, and uh, sorry, yeah, this weekend, and so you know they will release a workout. And people see, oh my goodness, can you see that one workout? And for me, one workout, it doesn't mean a, a damn thing unless you know everything else that they're doing around that, that workout. But I enjoy, again, I enjoy the reading. I like to learn. It keeps my brain um, fresh. Um, and in essence, some of the reading I do is there to challenge 
well, I'm wanting to see who challenges what I'm believing and why and see if there's something in there that they can shine a, a light on something that make me go, ah, okay, so that is something I need to consider incorporating into my current coaching structure. Lindsay, let's let's approach it from a, an athlete's point of view, and, and and let's talk about coaching philosophy and philosophies because there there are so many of them, but but we see it so often as well. And and I say to people when they come across what we do at CoachParry.com is we're not for everyone. Uh, we we don't profess to be for everyone you've you've obviously got a coaching philosophy that you believe in and and yes it evolves over time and and you do things slightly differently over time but from an athlete's perspective and i want to urge anyone listening to this we we may not be for you because of the coaching philosophy that we employ here at coachparry.com but when you do find the coach whose philosophy you believe in Trust in that philosophy. We see it so often, uh, and, and particularly around races like Comrades, because it, it's, it's human nature. Once you've run a Comrades or two, you feel like you've, you've learned the ropes and you are fit enough to, to dish out advice. But what I want to urge people to do is, is if you decide that what we do at coachparry.com is for you, then trust the process and, and go all in. Don't go and then pick up bits and pieces from everyone else. Like trust that the coach has done the work and, and, and you, you are backing what the coach does. Lindsay, how do you feel about that? It must be pretty frustrating as a coach, uh, having, having people come up to you and, and we see it often where somebody says, Oh, I've been following X, Y, and Z's program. I've done 40 gazillion kilometers up to comrades. Uh, and I'm now injured. How do I fix it? Uh, it must be pretty frustrating from a, from a coaching perspective as somebody hasn't followed your advice all the way through, uh, and then they come to you when there's a problem because that advice hasn't worked for them. Look, it's always difficult because I also really don't like to um, criticize colleagues. I mean, I'd, you know, if I have a problem with the way somebody does something, then for me the best thing is a is a chat about it because maybe we can both learn from each other. But but that's the hard part for me is that I don't actually want to say the words like. Sorry, you did it all wrong, um, and that's not helpful to the guy. I mean, he, the, the 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 male or female that's come to me right then for help to get through comrades itself, that's not helpful. So really, what I try to then focus on is is what can I do for this person from this point forward. So then the advice will turn to the practical things we can do to help. Uh, fix the injury and then what are the practical things that can be done to ensure that the race is still a success in other words that they go on and, and they finish the race um, and exactly to the point of for me a coach in terms of the way that you you interact with a, with a coach shouldn't be that different to a, a doctor, to be honest. You should be allowed to ask questions. Your coach should be able to explain to you why um, they are making you do what they are asking you to do what they're asking you to do. But once that question has been answered, if you really can't accept that answer or that explanation then you're probably not with with the right coach for you because it means you're never going to engage fully so so i've i'm all for my my athletes even arguing with me and we do you know we argue about what we should or shouldn't do 
But once the, we've settled on what we're going to do, that's what we do. And if you're then going to go, well, okay, I've bought this program. I've asked for the advice. I didn't like the answer. So actually what I do like is there was another program that I followed for other marathon that didn't quite get me the results that I wanted, but there was that one session that I loved. So I'm going to now take that session and put it in here. And it's not going to fit in the right place. And it might be working against the overall philosophy of the coach that you've bought this program from. And so it's not really going to give you the result that you want. Maybe you'll improve because after all you are in a structured program and you're training hard and you're putting in the effort. So maybe you will still improve, but you can improve better if the coach that you go to, you buy in and trust and after discussion and understanding why you're doing what you're doing, you then carry on. Because you, you raise a very important point there, Lindsay. I mean, you, you spoke about uh, workouts in isolation, and, and that is such a, such a big thing as well, that a training program is a series of workouts that are pieced together in a certain way to give you a certain result. Uh, it's almost like baking a cake. That you, you might look at a recipe and go, well, I don't really like sugar, uh, or I like more sugar, but everything works together and it's there for a reason. So, uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, we see it so often where people pick and choose. It's almost like going to a buffet and they take everything or the one thing they like, but they don't like the long slow runs, for example, and then they wonder why things don't work. It's, it's really buying into the entire system, not necessarily one or two workouts. Absolutely, and the workouts are spaced in a way that they allow you to get certain things out of each workout. Um, and the probably most important thing about it all is that they're spaced in a way to make sure that you can maintain the consistency and get through the training having done most of it. Obviously, it's fine to miss a, a bit here and there, but you want to have been able to get through most of the training um, consistently so that you are physically and mentally prepared for what you're trying to do on race day. Let's talk about your your training or coaching philosophy as as Lindsay Perry and and the overarching CoachPerry.com. There's lots of different coaching philosophies, I and mean, you'll have coaches that are all about high mileage. You have coaches that are all about high intensity. How would you describe your your coaching philosophy? So, in a couple of ways. So, one of the things is that it's extremely individualized if i can work with people one-on-one -on -one, it's extremely individualized how I, I i work with them um my starting point is always that most people not all but most people spend too much time running too many kilometers too hard so my starting point is i'm always looking for that um, i'm looking at how much running you're doing how much of it is at high intensity? How much of it is truly in an aerobic zone? Um, and then we start to tinker from there. Uh, it's very different when I'm dealing with somebody who's trying to finish marathons in five, four and a half to five hours. And as we move down and get faster and faster, there is, there is a definite shift in the amount of high intensity, the type of high intensity, and that I work into those programs. But at the base of all of them is we make sure that we have fully de developed the aerobic system because almost all the events that I'm working with people for, 
that is the majority system that we are are using. And I do find with a lot of people that are just scraping around the five hour is that if we fix that, they suddenly find themselves knocking on the four hour door. And if they're knocking on the four hour door, it then becomes appropriate to start adding in maybe some threshold work. But again, that will depend on how we go with the individual. And so if I'm working with an elite athlete, I have an idea of what sort of work I feel like they need to do to be competitive, but that'll evolve over time because it really has to start with where they are physically right now. Um, and then we literally build on building blocks to try and find the workouts that that they respond the best to and the the speed of progression that they respond well to. So some people will progress quite quickly and some people progress a lot slower. Um, but for me, probably the thing that defines my coaching philosophy is that without fixing the aerobic capacity and aerobic power, we're always going to run into problems and and we're definitely not going to reach our true running performance. Um, so we fix that before we work on the other things. I mean, that's essentially, uh, it's the, the building block, the, the, the foundation of everything that you do. And, and, and that obviously, it's across the board, whether it's someone like a Caroline Vossman or if it's someone who, like you say, is running maybe a five-hour marathon struggling to, to qualify for comrades. That building block is consistent, but it's what you build on top of that which will differ because uh, training sessions that you would prescribe to someone like a Caroline or an Yvette van Sale would be very different to the sort of stuff that you would prescribe to me. So we see it so often, Lindsay, that, and, and it's interesting because I've been chatting to a lot of, of members of the, the Coach Barry community. One of the things that's come out of these, these conversations is a lot of the, the, and I call them average runners, but like the, the mid to back of the packers are concerned that they're not doing track sessions because they see the elites doing track sessions and they, they go, okay, cool. That's what's making the elite runners fast, but that's not necessarily the case. No, it's not necessarily the case. And, and, and even before I was coaching seriously, one of the things that frustrated me a lot was the number of times I hear things like, I, um, I couldn't believe I did so well because I was sick for this amount of time in the last bit leading into the race. Or, you know, I've been battling with this injury, so I haven't been able to do any speed work. So I can't believe how fast I, I managed to run or, uh, you know, th that theme over and over again, or, you know, I once, one, the one that really brought it home for me was when, um, Maladzi broke the, I think it was the, I don't know if it was the 1000 meter world record or, or SA record, but it, it doesn't matter. He, he broke it and had the same thing in his interview. I've been, he said, I've been battling with a hamstring injury, so I haven't been able to do my speed work and I can't wait to see how fast I'm going to run now. And, the one thing I can tell you that is damn consistent in that theme is that those people don't go faster again. It's like they missed the most, they missed the message was that sometimes doing a little bit less is, is what was the reason for you, 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 you doing well. So I don't say that doing speed work and those kind of things is not important, but it's not 
people see those as the most important. And for me, they are not the most important. The most important is being aerobically powerful. That is what we want. Yeah, I mean, there definitely is a place. I'm also not knocking. There definitely is a place for for speed work in a, in a program. But yeah. like you say, it's it's not the most important, and it's not for everyone. Uh, I mean, you you've also been pretty vocal yes. about uh, speed work for for again the mid to back of the packers uh, as a as a, a a form of workout. And you're not the biggest fan. It's not that you 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 hate speed work. It's just you, in your experience, have found that that is the session where people have got the biggest risk of injury. So it's yeah. the risk doesn't outweigh the reward so you're not a big fan of it that's why you do sort of hill sessions and that sort of thing but again that ties into the entire philosophy that yes you need to buy into what the coach is doing believe it and trust it uh and and go all in yeah absolutely and 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 for the few people and there are people who do for the few people that i see respond exponentially better to high intensity workouts than than um their counterparts there will be room for that but if your coach is paying attention to what's going on they will pick that up and the especially your non-elite athletes being on the conservative edge of the coin has a much greater uh, chance of being successful because your consistency will be there and then over time if we do learn that hang on there needs to be higher intensity in this program, those improvements will come anyway, and the work that you did before will not have been in vain. They'll actually have laid the groundwork for you to to hit that. Yeah, Lindsay, you've you've said the words that I think is the key to to success. It doesn't matter how good an athlete you are, if you are world class or if you are a back of the packer like me, and that's consistency. And one of the ways to remain consistent is to stay injury free. Talk to me about the role of consistency in your in in your sort of coaching philosophy. Yeah, so so it's it's the the backbone. I mean, if anybody goes to one of my talks, I mean, I have a, a slide that literally number one is consistency. So I always, you know, if you try and leave too many things with people, they just forget. So I try to leave three things in there. Number one is consistency, and two is recovery and three is execution um and consistency is number one is because that's what we want to do consistency is what we do day after day week after week month after month and if we've done if we've run day after day week after week month after month you're going to get damn close to achieving your goal there's no it's hard to argue against that and so all the other little bits and bobs that we do essentially are around that and that again takes me back to why for me it's so important to have this really solid aerobic base um, and why for the further back in the pack we go and the poorer your biomechanics are the less time you want to spend doing risky workouts that are going to lead to to injury perhaps illness but injury in this in this discussion being the most important 
Absolutely. Yeah, Lindsay, I, I'm not sure if I've missed anything. If, if you feel like there, there's something I have missed out that you want to add before before you wrap up. But uh, yeah, I think we've we've given a, a pretty good base. And we often forget because we've been doing this for, for quite a while. And, and we've got a lot of people in the Coach Parry community who have been around pretty much from the start. But we're always getting new people sort of coming through. And, and we don't really talk about this. And I think this is probably having this conversation with somebody up front before they, they get involved in following programs that you write and the rest of the coaches write is to understand where, where we're coming from and why we do what we do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 I do think that it's crucial. I don't, I don't think we've, we've left anything out um, from that point of view. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we love interacting with people, as you said, because we've been doing it for so long. Maybe we forget about the, the new people. Um, so, yeah, this has been good. Um, Hopefully people understand us a little bit better um, and I'm really looking forward to interacting, interacting with a whole brand new community and hopefully continuing to interact with our current community. Absolutely. And uh, we're always putting out new content and there's lots of like little tidbits that, that we know people love, the, the short videos and uh, the podcasts. But uh, I think this is a good grounding as you talk about the aerobic base. This is a good grounding for what we do to build things off of. And again, each one of those videos we do in isolation aren't, isn't going to be the key to running better. It's a whole combination and, and the way we do things. So, uh, yeah, thanks for your time. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I hope I hope that is helpful. And if you've got any questions, please feel free to to pop them in the forums. That's what we're there for. Uh, and like Lindsay said, if you've there's a workout on your program and you're not quite sure why it's there or what its purpose is, ask. That's the best way to do it. And we'll do our best to, to, to get back to you and explain why that's there. And, and hopefully we can have a, a long and, uh, and, and successful relationship and, and, and see you achieve your goals Lindsay. thanks for your time parting shot from you or are you happy days no i'm very happy i'm just excited to interact with people going forward